sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Second straight day, Josh Bell with a big one. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday, August 22nd. Uh, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in All right here on Sports Grid Radio, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, Stanky's actually win. Somebody finds out where Brady is. How dumb is John Gruden? Uh, it's Rodman to the rescue. Actions speak louder than words in San Diego. Is this America or Russia? That didn't take long. Doesn't Drake? No, nobody beats the boys in Vegas. We do get a gift from the boys in Vegas, uh, but it's taken away. Ravens do it again and a, uh, perhaps a giant sigh of relief. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays will update our baseball over under picks as well so a lot to get to over the next uh 50 minutes uh 844-843-6879 our toll-free telephone number i say 50 because uh, i'm gonna talk here for the next uh 10 minutes and then it's your turn to talk and then we'll get to all this stuff ah uh, yes little football last night and uh and yesterday afternoon how about the ravens doing it again now, i'll start with preseason football you know most people don't normally care about that stuff which i fully understand but it is amazing. 22 straight wins for the Baltimore Ravens. They win last night over Arizona 24-17. That line went up to six and a half, I saw, before kickoff. So anyone laying the six and a half, well, that's tough to do, right? And they still covered. And I bet out of those 22 straight wins, you know, no one most were lower point spreads. I, I bet the Ravens covered a, a you know a vast majority of those. It, it's it's a remarkable run. I mean it really is. You keep on thinking, well, we should go against it, or in this case, you know, the boys in Vegas jumped the lineup so much. I mean they were begging for Arizona money. Uh, it's, it's the greatest sports action of all time, folks. Winners bet with streaks. Losers bet against streaks. And uh, I will take my chances that Baltimore wins the game and just covers the spread. And if they win the game and they don't cover it, well, so be it. But I'm not going to pick a team that I think is losing the game that will cover the spread. I know that happens a lot. Uh, don't get me wrong. But, I, you know, nobody is that good you know, to be able to say that. How many people would make that bet if they were getting even money? If Baltimore wins, you don't cover. Or if, if Arizona, rather, wins, you don't cover this. You don't, you don't get the victory. You only get it if Arizona uh, covers the spread but doesn't win. Now, nobody would make that bet. So you're all betting on who you think is going to win the game and hope that they cover the spread. And Baltimore did it again. And now you had to sweat it out a little bit as they were up 24-3 in the fourth quarter. 
and Arizona scored a couple of touchdowns, but bottom line is 22 straight preseason games for the Ravens. Uh, Giants beat the Bungles last night, uh, but that's the minor story. The big story is their top draft choice, Kevon Thibodeau, left the game. I tell you what, he got chopped in the knees. It, it, it was a, 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 you know, a, a block that you know, as soon as you saw it, it was like, uh-oh, this guy's in trouble. And, you know, all these preseason practices where we have these fights and everything, which I think are pretty stupid, well, this was one where I was surprised the Giants didn't, you know, have a brawl. You know, you cut block somebody like that, you aim right for his knees. And that is, you know, especially as a rookie, first round pick, a lot's expected from him. He went down right away. You know, I'm not not encouraged by the Giants. These stupid fights and in, in these practices, I I all right, I'm I'm against them. Those are dumb. But in the game, when you have true opposition and that opposition aims for your knees, um, and the Giants didn't stick up for their guy. Uh, this team's got a long ways to go. Long, what are they worried about, getting kicked out of a preseason game? You know, you'd make more of an impact, even if you were a rookie or a free agent trying to make the team by getting into a fight to stick up for your guy than you probably would staying in the game making four or five tackles. So, but he walked out of the stadium saying he feels good. We'll see. He'll undergo tests later today. I've seen a thousand. I've seen a million guys walk off the field under their own power, say they feel fine. MRI shows they got a torn ACL or MCL and they're done for the year. It just, that's how it is. It's not a broken bone. It's not like you can't walk on it if you tear an ACL or MCL. You can. So the fact that he said he feels good is, is encouraging, but, um, you know, We'll find out for sure, Giant fans, when uh, the MRI comes back. Dolphins lost to the Raiders on Saturday. Uh, two of tags did play. Six of eight passes for 58 yards. Oh, he stinks. Uh, he just stinks. And then he got the head coach afterwards. Oh, I'm really happy with Tua's progress. He's having such a great camp and this and that. He commanded the huddle. Commanded the huddle. Great. You could command the huddle all you want when the defensive line is all over you and you're throwing interceptions. You can't throw the football uh, to hit the broad side of the barn. You need to talk all you want about the commanding of the huddle. Who cares? I don't care if the guy commands the huddle or not. I really don't. Who cares? Give me the quarterback who can't command the huddle, uh, but can throw, uh, you know, football through a dime. That's the guy I want. We got the guy that's uh, the other way around. And our head coach doesn't think, he, you know, that he needs to get out there and play. A couple of series, that was it for Tua before they yanked him out of the game. I, I, I don't get that. I, I just, I, I don't get that at all. I really don't. All right, full slate of baseball from yesterday. Yankees actually win. How about that? Uh, and uh, Tom Brady has been found. And you see the story about John Gruden turning down a chance to acquire Brady and Gronk. That's next right here, Ops Pick Sportsman Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I, I, I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want it. Well, like I said, a week and a half ago, I said he'll be back this week. So, my, you know, that hadn't changed. We expect him back this week. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Welcome back. It is Ops of Picks on this uh, Monday morning. A lot to get to, including our strikeout props, including recapping on Friday how well you did without letting the cat out of the bag. Uh, but this uh, Tom Brady saga is getting stranger and stranger uh, by the minutes. Uh, first off, ultimately, his return. Yes, uh, he is supposed to come back this week. Uh, reports say it could come as early as today, which only makes sense because today is the first day of the week. So it's, I love these guys who make up stories. It could come as early as today. Well, if it's not going to come today, when would it come? Yesterday? I mean, yeah, yes, today is the first day that he could possibly return. Uh, I love this stuff. So anyway, um, you know, he is supposed to come back. And the word is that he was on vacation with his family. NFL Network Radio um, uh, is reporting that. Not like Sirius XM NFL Radio. Uh, NFL Network Radio. I never heard of that, to tell you the truth. But uh, God bless him. Or not, not NFL Network. Pro Football Network. Uh, Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network. I never heard of them either. Uh, says that he's returning this week, perhaps today. So, and that he was on a family vacation. That That's the main thing. Um, we all kind of speculated that, but nobody really knew. And then, you know, it took a week and a half for Aaron Wilson and company to figure this out. I, you know, I'm shocked that nobody else you know, put any length of effort into this because I'm sure you could have found out from one of the players who all have to know why he's not there. But uh, that said, uh, I won't begrudge that anymore. We talked about that last week. So he's on vacation. I tell you what, that's not a good sign. That you, You're Tom Brady, right? You got a multi-gazillion dollar wife. You got a multi-gazillion dollar career. You go on vacation, whatever the fudge you want. So once he finds out he's going to return to the NFL, why would he not change his vacation and, and go sometime in June? Why, why would he do it in the first two weeks of the preseason? We talked about it, but it's the first mental slip of Tom Brady no longer being dedicated to football 100% like he's always been. You know, that, that that's, you know, he's missed days here and there, not a week and a half, maybe two weeks when everything's said and done. Who knows? Will it affect him? I don't know, but it's just a bad look. You know, at first it's a vacation for a week and a half. Then it's, I'm not going to stay at camp uh, until uh, late Friday night. Like I normally do. Then it's going to not, well, you know what? I'm not going to spend 10 hours watching game film. Only going to spend five. Then it's like, well, I'm not going to throw with the wide receivers on the side because, uh, you know, I want to be with the kids and the family. You know, it's just, it's uh, opening up the Pandora's box and that's really what it is and I'd be a little leery on the Buccaneers here's the other story with Brady um as you just heard the first cut that was Dana White yeah the UFC MMA Dana White guy right the initial reaction is that he's working on a trade uh, or a signing anyway from Brady to, to, to the Raiders. You know, what, what does he have involved in that, right? You, you think the owner would, maybe the GM would, you know, maybe the head coach, assistant GM, but Dana White is actually supposedly orchestrating this move. That in itself is, is strange. But uh, he was on the podium. He was saying, you know, I watched the highlight of it, and, and Gronk was there, and he basically confirmed what he said, that Gronk, and Brady were supposed to go to the Raiders, but John, not, not this year. This is two years ago before they won the Super Bowl when these guys were a little bit younger and healthier. That they were supposed to go to the Raiders and Gruden said no. Why in the world would John Gruden say no to Tom Brady and Gronk? And if you remember, that was the year they had Antonio Brown as well. Remember, both Antonio Brown was that year. Um... 
You know, you wonder why some guys uh, are out of coaching. I, I won't say he didn't win because he has won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, but that's why in the world would John Gruden say no to Tom Brady? That That's, you know, because he's in love with Derek Carr? So that's that's interesting. That's very, very, very interesting. I mean, the think Raider fans, you could have had Tom Brady and Gronk. And, you know, you want to say win a Super Bowl? I don't know about that. It won't go that far. But if Tampa Bay were to win, you know, all the guys he brought to Tampa Bay, I'm sure he could have, you know, convinced a few of those guys to go to the Raiders. Um, that's interesting. Why would Gruden say, because you really, again, you loved, uh, you really loved Derek Carr that much, and you would say no to the greatest quarterback perhaps of all time? who still has a few years left, you know, um, unless he just thought he was done. But I like to hear that from Gruden's mouth. So, yeah, I thought, you know what, uh, he was done. That was part of the UFC broadcast, uh, a UFC in which a good old Drake has clearly not learned, clearly hasn't gone to the website, clearly doesn't know. Nobody beats the boys in Vegas. This clown bet uh, nearly $240,000 on Jose Aldo to win his uh, uh, MMA fight. Lost. And then he bet uh, about $200,000 more on uh, Kamara to win his, uh, Kamara Usman to win his UFC fight. Lost. Head kick with about a minute, under a minute left. This guy is dominating a fight and he gets knocked out with a kick to the head. Oh, that was funny. Down he went, and that was the end of that. And then the guy who won, he was bragging about how great he was and this and that. Listen, you got your ass kicked for four and a half rounds, buddy. I mean, I don't know how great you are. You got a lucky kick. Give him credit. But anyway, more importantly, good old Drake lost nearly a million, half a million dollars on a couple of bets. Oh, good old Drakey. You can't beat the boys in Vegas, brother. You just, uh, just got to get on the website. Just go to the website. You'll find that out. You'll find that out. However, I will say... We did beat the boys in Vegas. Last, we left you on Friday with our unprecedented uh, strikeout props like nobody gives. Matt Mann in Detroit, winner. Lance McCullers, Houston, winner. Graham Ashcraft, Cincinnati, <clears throat> winner. Pat Sandoval, uh, LA Angels, winner. Bryce Wilson, Pittsburgh Pirates, winner. And uh, good old Brady Singer, the Kansas City Royals, Winner, cha-ching, cha-ching. We put up a six-nothing card last week. We finished up twenty-three up, nine down. If you're a hundred-dollar player, uh, you netted one thousand two hundred eighty-four bucks, depending on your big. So we'll say thirteen hundred, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, going twenty-three and nine. How great is that? Six and oh, cha-ching, cha-ching. It's a beautiful thing. So where are we going today? You ask. Because that money's long gone, Scott. Fast food, junk food, gasoline. Prices in a supermarket these days are crazy. Just crazy. I mean, it's like literally double the prices I we paid. I paid, you know, two months ago, a month or so ago. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable how the prices are just going through the roof. So, yeah, that money's long gone. What do you got? For, what have you done for me lately? All right. So today we'll start with our pyramid plays. Uh, best uh, baseball play. You know what? The Metsies with Scherzer on the hill, minus 165 against the Stankies. And, oh, by the way, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. I will say this. I did my research on this stuff last night. They had Max Scherzer, FanDuel anyway, had Scherzer at six and a half 
minus 134, a little bit of juice, but six and a half. He's had seven strikeouts in seven of his last nine games and 12 of his last 16. I mean, they're in, and he's facing a stanky team that can't hit its way out of a paper bag. I mean, he'd have eight strikeouts, seven strikeouts, but he ended a third inning, for goodness sakes. I mean, that was just golden. Did I put it in? Nah. I'll put it in tomorrow before the radio show. I'll do it then. No problem. Today, I wake up, and it's seven and a half. You know why? Because I had to put some money in my FanDuel account. I didn't want to do it last night. I said, I'll just do it tomorrow, right? It's up to seven and a half. Still not a bad price for Scherzer, seven and a half against the Stankies. But it's not the six and a half that it was last night. Boy, you got to hop on these bad lines. You really have to. You don't have much time. You got to hop on them really quickly. I will run down all our pyramid plays and the strikeout props when we come back. Ops Fix Sports and Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Goria to deep left field. Going back on it, Hilliard. It is gone! Evan Longoria hits a grand slam. going to score easily. Hayes waved in. Hasn't been picked up yet. Stepping on third is Odor. He slides in safely. A base clearing double. Jorge Moteo out of the nine spot. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome back. It is Ops Picks on this Monday, August 22nd, 844-843-6879. Evan Longoria, Grand Slam, helping the uh, Giants beat the Rocks. Uh, NBC Sports Bay Area with the call. And then ESPN last night as the Orioles uh, beat our Red Sox, which does remind me, I, I did want to bring up one thing uh, before we get to the uh, the pyramid plays and everything else and the phone calls. Um, I told you this on Friday, and, and I'll say it again. Albert Pujols is going to get 700 home runs. And I know he needs now eight after he hit two on Saturday off uh, Madison Bumgarner. I'm telling you, they're going to make sure they this guy gets his 700 home runs. Uh, they, they, you, if there was a – I wish there was. I wish FanDuel or BetMGM or one of the others would put a bet, will Pujols get to 700? I, I think he'd probably be getting odds, but – I am convinced without a shadow of a doubt they are going to be grooving this guy fastball after fastball after fastball. And I'll tell you, I can almost pinpoint which pitchers he'll hit the home runs against. And we'll do this. Uh, we'll, we'll follow through on this and, and play it um, just to give you, because you can bet on pools to hit home runs and a bunch of others, right? You're only going to get like 253 to 3 to 1, but... You wait and see. It's going to be the veteran pitchers. It's not going to be the rookies or second, third-year-round pitchers or mediocre pitchers. It's going to be the Madison Bumgartners of the world. Guys who are established with themselves, they don't care. They, they, you know, they all love pool holes, right? We saw that at the home run hitting contest. They love this guy, this, that, and what have you. And uh, they're going to groove some. There is no two ways about it. Now, the rookie won't because he's too young and dumb, and, you know, he's worried about uh, keeping a job. Same thing with the middle guy who's, you know, just worrying about, you know, staying on a roster. 
but it's the older guys, you know, the, the Zach Greinke's, the, the Madison Bumgarners of the world. Those are the guys you wait and see that he ends up hitting his home runs against. And listen, if you don't think he's going to get enough at-bats because St. Louis is in a pennant race here, while I fully concur about that, the guy's hitting close to 270. You know, I'd love to be able to see, you know, a steroid test now, a blood test. You know, I'd love to see it because all of a sudden this guy is caught on fire, you know, like the, like you've never seen over the last three years. And then all of a sudden he's hitting bombs left and right. Uh, I brought this. Did I bring it up with you guys? I forget. You know, I do so many shows here on Sports Grip. But there was a couple of shows last week where I discussed if you believe that pool holes like probably 90% of other baseball players uh, outside of Red Sox players uh, are on roids somewhere along the line. If you buy into that premise, then if you're Albert Pujols and you have a month and a half left and you have this monster, monster goal to reach, wouldn't it behoove you to be uh, popping a couple of pills and calling up Alex Rodriguez and saying you want to hang out? You know, wouldn't it? Uh, you know, when you want to call up Andy Pettit or maybe uh, you know Barry Bonds or maybe Gary Sheffield or any other former Stanky, you know, maybe Jason Giambi, you know, and just see what they have to offer. Any advice they may give you, it would, right? So he's getting seven hundred. I'm telling you. I wish FanDuel and, and the others, like I said, put up a bet. Because I'd be all over it. And just know his last six games of the season for Pittsburgh or uh, for St. Louis against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he could hit the eight home runs against the Pirates, you know, legitimately, let, let alone having a pitcher groove one. So he's getting it. I'm telling you, he's going to get 700 at all. All right, back to our uh, pitching props here real quickly before we hit the phones, 844-843-6879. So, yeah, so we left you with a 6-0 on Friday. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, our best baseball play, Mets laying a buck 65 against the Stankies. Uh, our best football play, we have the one game tonight. I like Atlanta laying 2.5 against the Jets. Uh, with the Jets' injury concern at quarterback, I, I, I think they're going to be real conservative tonight. Our best, uh, no WNBA game tonight. Our best strikeout prop tonight. Well, let's give the, I'll give you the six before we give you the one that we, uh, we, we like the most. Number one rule we do, we go against the LA Angels, number one strikeout team. Jeffrey Springs for Tampa Bay, five and a half. He's had six or more, seven of his last 13, seven and six. So right around 500. Uh, Ronzi Contreras for Pittsburgh is Atlanta, uh, is the second most strikeout team. So his number is four and a half minus 138. So only hit five strikeouts once in his last six starts, but three other times before that. So it's really four and six, his last 10. Atlanta Jake Odorizzi against the Pirates, who are the uh, third most strikeout team in baseball. Uh, he's hit five, his number is four and a half, so he needs five. Four of his last 10 times, four and six, which isn't great. But keep in mind, he's faced the Mets twice. And they're, they're one of the least strikeout teams in all the baseball. And he had a weird stretch where he faced the Oakland A's three straight times. This guy's faced three different teams his last seven starts combined. How weird is that? Only three different teams. So I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We're going to use him as well. Max Scherzer, I told you, his number last night, six and a half. Oh, six and a half. I would have been all over that had I just been had any money in the account, and I didn't. It's up to seven and a half now. I still like the seven and a half. He's more than capable of getting eight strikeouts. Uh, Dodger pitcher Julio Urias against Milwaukee. Six and a half is his number. Brewers are a decent strikeout team. 
He's hit it three of his last nine times, three and six. Kind of waffling on that one. That, that's more of a hunch play. Last game on the board. You need some action. So that's why we're going to use him. And then uh, Jordan Montgomery of the Cardinals, four and a half only against the Cubbies today. Uh, five strikeouts, obviously, is the goal. He's hit that six of his last 10 starts, six and four, including two of his three starts with St. Louis. So I do like that one. So we're going to use all six, uh, no particular order. Springs for Tampa Bay against the Angels. Contreras, Pittsburgh against the Braves. Odorizzi, four and a half Atlanta against Pittsburgh. Scherzer against the Mets. Urias for the Dodgers against the Brewers. And Montgomery, four and a half against the Cubs. If I was only playing one, if in doubt, I, I could say Scherzer. If it was six and a half, I'd say Scherzer. Even seven and a half is a pretty good number. But you know what? I'm going to go Jeffrey Springs. Angels are a strikeout machine. They strike out, like I said, number one team in baseball strikeouts. I'm only getting five and a half. This guy's done it uh, just over half the times he's pitched this year. So you know what? Good old Jeffrey Springs to Tampa Bay would be our one guy in our pyramid play. Uh, I thought about Sonny Gray, but his numbers aren't good. Thought about the Cubs' Drew Smiley. His numbers aren't good. In fact, if you want to go under, I don't bet unders on these. Every time I do, and I've done it a handful of times, every single time, bar none. The last time I did it was a Dodger pitcher this week. Um, oh, what's his face? Uh, Dustin May making his first start. His number was like five and a half. And I said, you know, first start, right? Gee, uh, he's probably on a pitch count. You know, who knows how many strikeouts he's going to get? Five and a half. He needs six strikeouts. Boy, you know, I'll play the under. Just a little hunch under. Yeah, he ended up with 10. Uh, that, that's it. Never again. But if you want to, Sonny Gray's five and a half for Minnesota. He's only had six strikeouts, two of his last 13 starts, two and 11. Drew Smiley's four and a half for the Cubs against St. Louis. So his number is five. He's only had five strikeouts, two of his last eight, four of his last 16, four and 12. So those would be two guys to play under if uh, you wanted to go under. All right, 844-843-6879. Our good buddy, uh, Johnny in Manhattan. What's going on, John? How are you this morning, bud? Hey, Scott, how you doing? Good. How are you, John? I'm doing good, Scott. I have a funny feeling that the Yankees are going to get rained out tonight. What do you think, Scott? Uh, Yeah, I got a little overcast here on on the island. It's not uh, too, too bad, but... uh... I don't play weatherman, so who knows? You never know. I wouldn't mind a rain out because I think we're going to get no hit by either Scherzer or DeGrom, Scott. We, uh, we can't hit our way out of a paper bag. John from Manhattan predicting a no-hitter, Scott. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. All right. Now, that see, that the, the, they should put a bet on that on FanDuel. You can actually bet on that. Like Once they get through the fourth inning, FanDuel puts up a bet. Will the guy throw a no-hitter? You don't get great odds on that, but... Listen, if you get rained out tonight, it's only avoiding the inevitable. You know, he'll go tomorrow, right? Or DeGrom will go tomorrow, and then depending on when they do the makeup game, uh, would it be day-night doubleheader? They really wouldn't have to being it's in New York. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you never know with the weather forecast. But, yeah, listen, the X won yesterday, so you can't, you know, can't cry too much. At least the Yankees did win uh, yesterday for you. Uh, speaking of the uh, the Yanks and the Dodgers and all that other good stuff, how about our underdog and everything else parlays that we do? Our pro Dodgers, I can't believe we didn't hit this one time this week. 
Dodgers laid a run and a half, lost three out of four to Milwaukee during the week. They took care of business for the most part at home um, this, this past weekend against Miami. The Nationals killed us against the stinking Padres. The Padres beat the Nationals twice, two to one. Two runs against the Nationals in two games. That That is just, and then they lost the other game. So, are laying a run and a half uh, with the Dodgers, and then uh, on any team playing the Nationals uh, was a loser on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, we are now down. That's uh, three and 13. We are actually now in the negative column. Wow, we lost all our profits. We're down to ni- minus 95 bucks. Uh, Dodgers played tonight, but Washington is off, so no play. Thanks for nothing, San Diego Padres. That that Padres team dead to me. Deader than dead. Never bet on them ever, ever, ever again. Plus, I see a line I like. More coming up. Ops picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Grid Radio Network. Ah, yes. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Nice little four and three on Friday, capping off a halfway decent week, so we're at 325 up, 377 down. Uh, we cut our deficit to 3650 bucks if you're a $100 player. So uh, back to the drawing board we go today. We got six games today, limited schedule. Going to start with the Dodgers laying a run and a half versus Milwaukee. Ah, revenge time for L.A., who dropped three of four to Milwaukee this past week. Uh, this time, the series is in Los Angeles, where the Dodgers are 43-15, and 15, best record in baseball. Brewers only one game over 500 on the road. Love the Dodgers here. Yeah, give me the Brewers uh, plus the run and a half. Pick number two, St. Louis minus 165 against the Cubs. You know, Cubs usually give the Cardinals a good game as this is probably the second best rivalry in baseball behind the Stanks and Red Sox. Jordan Montgomery pitches for St. Louis. He's been lights out since joining the Cubs via the trade from the Yanks. He's allowed one earned run, folks, in 15 and two-third innings over three starts for St. Louis. One. This guy's unbelievable. Love the Cardinals here. Uh, Give me the Cubs plus the 145. Pick number three, Tampa Bay minus one and a half runs uh, against the Angels. Now, I don't like laying big odds with a light-hitting Rays team, and I like laying one and a half runs even less with them, but I will here. Why? Because Tucker Davidson is starting for L.A. Who's he? I don't know. All I know is he's allowed eight earned runs over two starts for the Angels after being acquired from the Braves. He sucks. You have to play Tampa Bay here. Uh, Give me the Angels uh, plus the one and a half runs. Pick number four, Mets minus 170 versus the Yanks. Subway series comes at the perfect time for the Mets as they're playing well. The Yankees are, well, not. 
They did win yesterday, but they're still only 4-13 and in their last 17 games. Mets took 3-4 of four for the Phillies despite not having Scherzer or DeGrom pitch in any of the games. What an awful job by the Phillies. Scherzer goes for the Mets tonight. Enough said. Love the Mets here. Uh, yeah, give me the Yankees uh, plus the 150. Pick number five, Philadelphia. Speaking of which, uh, laying a run and a half versus Cincinnati. Drop down in class for the Phillies facing the Reds versus the Mets this past weekend, right? Uh, this is more their speed. Phillies, five and seven against winning teams since the All-Star break. 12 and five versus losing teams. Yeah, this is more their speed. Love Philadelphia here. Uh, give me the Reds uh, plus the run and a half. Uh, pick number seven, Falcons in football laying two and a half points at the New York Jets. Here's the key. Uh, knowing Zach Wilson might not be healthy enough to play in week one for the regular season, they're going to have to play at the Jets, meaning real conservative with their backup quarterbacks, knowing that neither uh, Mike White or uh, Joe Flacco might be called upon in week number one. So they're not going to do anything crazy. A lot of handing the ball off. Falcons, meanwhile, have Marcus Mariota. They got Desmond Ritter, who played one in the preseason game number one. There's a reason why the Falcons are a favorite on the road, folks. They're begging you to take the New York Jets. Don't fall for it. Love the Falcons here. Uh, give me the uh, Jets, uh, plus the two and a half points. Opposite picks uh, for this Monday. We got a seven-pack, six baseball. Brewers getting a run and a half against the Dodgers. Cubbies plus 145 against St. Louis. Angels plus a run and a half against the, the Tampa Bay. Uh, Stankies plus 150 against the Mets. Reds plus a run and a half against the Phillies. And the Jets plus two and a half points against the Atlanta Falcons. Opposite pick for this Monday, August 22nd. Good luck, folks. And with that, uh, we'll post the, that stuff along with the uh, the strikeout props and everything on the uh, the website, opsfix.com. And that does remind us, as I like to do every Monday, just going to recap our uh, baseball over-under plays that we put in uh, at the All-Star break. Uh, so far, you know, so halfway decent good. Little bit of slept back on one or two, but here we go. Uh, Baltimore wins last night. They're now 63 and 58. That that's all but one. All they have to do to go the rest of the way, 13 and 28, and we're going to win that over 75 and a half. I told you that was the best play on the board. That that, that line they gave you second half was just crazy. So that that's pretty much a winner. Uh, Dodgers win last night. They're now 83 and 36. They would need to go 20 and 22 the rest of the way in order to hit our overplay. So that's pretty much a lock uh houston they win yesterday 78 and 45 it's gonna take a little doing it's gonna, this is gonna be close they need to go 24 and 15 the rest of the way got an easy schedule but that's that's pretty good baseball we need to have them rattle off a nice four or five game win streak here uh seattle lost yesterday um they lost to oakland in fact they lost two of three to oakland over the weekend uh, they need to go still 21 and 19. They only have 15 games left against winning teams. I mean, I would think Seattle could go 21 and 19. So that's pretty much in the bag. Uh, Tampa Bay won yesterday. They're 65 and 55. They need to go 22 and 20 the rest of the way in order to hit their total of 86 and a half. Looking pretty good there as well. Uh, the only over that doesn't look good is all but done to Stankies, even though they won last night. Or yesterday, 74 and 48.
32 and eight the rest of the way in order to hit their 106 uh, game total. So that that's not happening. Uh, that, that's going to be a loser. We put in th- uh, three underplays as well. Uh, Angels lost yesterday, so they're 51 and 69. They would need to go 24 and 18 in order for them to go over their midseason total of 74 and a half. That's not happening. So that's a nice little winner for us. Washington lost yesterday, so they're 41 and 82. They would need to go 18 and 21 to get to their 59 win total. I don't think that's happening. You know, they, they could, but that, that's looking pretty good for us as well. And then the last under one we put in was Texas. They're 55 and 66. They would need to go 20 and 20 the rest of the way in order for them to hit the over. So, you know, they're 11 games under 500. It would take some doing for them to play 500 baseball. Not impossible, but uh, that one's looking halfway decent as well. So, really, I mean, the only one that looks so awful is the Sankey one. That's going to be a loser. Dodgers and Orioles are absolutely going to be winners. And then we have three that look, you know, pretty good. Houston, Seattle, Tampa Bay on the over. All doable. Um, and then all three unders look pretty good to me. Angels, Nationals, and, and, and Texas. You know, Texas at 20 and 20, and Seattle, uh, or Houston rather, at 24 and 15 would be the outcries of those. The, those, you know, we need a little luck with those things, um, especially the Houston one, 24 and 15. They're capable, but, you know, that, that's going to take some doing. But overall, for the nine, we're looking pretty good. Uh, we're, we're looking darn good. So keep your fingers crossed on that. We update those every, uh, every Monday. Um, funny little story. Did you see this one? Dennis Rodman is now trying to get involved with the Brittany Griner situation. I kid you not. Remember, he went over to North Korea, met with uh, Kim Jong-un, and and, uh, supposedly played a role in getting a a prisoner released. Well, now he says that he's going to go visit Russia, that he has permission. I'm not sure what permission he's talking about. As it was pointed out, you don't really need permission to go to Russia. Um, you shouldn't. It's not suggested. I, hell, I would. That's for darn sure. But you don't need permission as long as, uh, you know, the Russian folks want to meet with you. Um, and as long as they know you're not representing the United States, I don't think you necessarily need permission. But that said, he says he has permission to go to Russia and is going to meet with the Russian leaders and see if he can get uh, Brittany Griner released. <laughs> Wouldn't this be funny? Wouldn't it be funny? I mean, leave it to Dennis Rodman to actually get this done. I mean, wouldn't it be hysterical if Griner ends up coming home with with, uh, with Dennis Rodman? I mean, that really, you know, if if Russia's just pissed off, if Putin's really pissed off at at Biden and the United States, what better way to send a message, right? Yeah, you couldn't get it done, but this clown could. This this guy with, you know, 5,000 earrings and, 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 you know, looking like he looks like, I mean— that really would be pretty funny. Uh, that, that that would. Uh, is this Russia or is it the United States? PGA Tour and the LIV, you see this story? Supposedly, Carlos Ortiz, one of the golfers uh, who's been banned by the PGA Tour for playing on the LIV, the 54 Tour, did an interview uh, with a golfing magazine website, Handicap 54, says that he knows a reporter was banned from covering the PGA event for 30 days because he uh, reported on an LIV tournament. I don't know about that. That that sounds awfully, you know, I, I understand you want to blackball the members, but 
Um, I won't say he's wrong. Hey, calling somebody a liar, you know, without knowing the facts. But that sounds awfully, who knows, maybe, maybe, but that sounds awfully weird. That that really does. Uh, Tyson Fury says he's coming out of retirement. He retired last week, and it took him about four or five days. He watched a heavyweight fight with Anthony Joshua, who went a little wacko after the end of the fight. Um, and now says that he's uh, out of retirement. Yeah, the world can't wait. Well, you talk about a dead sport, just an absolute dead, dead sport. That That's what boxing is. I mean, it's pretty sad how far boxing has fallen. There's just there's no interest in it at all with, with, with anybody. All right, our parlays. So Dodgers and uh, anti-nationals, we can't do that today because the, the nationals are off. Our six-team open parlay. On Friday, we gave you the Dodgers. They lost to Miami. That was the one game they lost. So um, we're now 2-53 and 53 with our open parlays. Uh, if you're a $100 player, you're down 2000 bucks. So we need, we need some winners here, Scott. All right, so we're going to start a new one today. We're going to go Philadelphia Phillies. We'll go conservative. Tempted to delay the run and a half, but I won't do that. Philadelphia minus the 240 versus Cincinnati. Red stink. They're done. Put a fork in them. $100 at minus 240 odds will win us $42. So we'll go with the, the Philadelphia Phillies. The uh, underdog open parlay hit on Friday as far as the first leg. We had Kansas City with Springer on the hill uh, against Tampa Bay. So we won $44. So now we have the 44 plus the initial $25 bet. So we got $69 to play with. And you know, I'm actually going to take a pass. Um, I, I'm not saying that there won't be an underdog that'll win tonight somewhere along the line, but I really, I don't like the card tonight as far as underdogs are concerned. Uh, White Sox Royals in the afternoon. Eh, you know, I, I don't like these midweek afternoon games. Uh, I can't put American money on the pirates against the Braves. You know, I like the Phillies against the Reds. So I wouldn't do that. You want to play the Stankies against the Mets, but the Stankies have been just so bad. Um, can't play the Angels two to one dogs uh, with, with this stiff Davidson on the hill. May I, you know, I thought about the Rangers. I can't believe the Twins. Uh, they're playing a four game series against Texas. They dropped the first two or three against the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers fire their manager, they fire their president. Uh, they're in just complete disarray, and, and they go into uh, Minnesota fighting for a, a wild card and a division lead, and they take two or three. That that's. After they just finished off a three-game sweep of the Royals. Can't trust this Minnesota team. You just can't. So, But I don't trust the Rangers. Thought about the Cubbies, but Montgomery's been too good. Can't put American money on Oakland against the Marlins. And uh, I love the Dodgers against the Brewers. So, you know what? That's the beauty of an open parlay. You don't have to do it. Uh, we'll take a pass uh, on that. And we'll just uh, wait for tomorrow's action. So, only the Phillies minus the Reds is our open parlay uh, $100 play. All right, we'll close up shop next. Opposite Pick Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio Network. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Just got an email here from uh, from Michael. He says DraftKings and MGM still at Scherzer at six and a half. Really? I tell you what, Michael, I, I'd be all over that. Um, 
You know, the only, the only, you know, there's always one concern, right? There's always, always, that, that's just the nature of gambling. There's always this one caveat, you know? Uh, the one caveat tonight with Scherzer at six and a half would be, as uh, uh, John pointed out, it, it is overcast here in New York, rains in the forecast. So I could see them playing two, three, four innings, having an hour and a half rain delay. Uh, I got a 90 year old uh, Max Scherzer and then the Mets saying, you know what, we're not going to send you back out there and you're going to be stuck with three or four. That, that, that would be the only caveat to him not getting seven or eight. Uh, otherwise, I, uh, that's an absolute lock. So, no, there's risks in anything when it comes to gambling, right? But that would be the one. Otherwise, uh, like I said, he's hit the number 12 of his last 16 times. Six and two his last eight. 12 and four his last, uh, check that, seven and two his last nine. And then 12 and four his last 16. Um, yeah, seven strikeouts or more. So a little bit of juice, but I, I would be all over that. I really would. You want a nice little, uh, you know, you want to throw a flyer? You know, last year we had a flyer on the Cincinnati Bungles that we were able to cash. Tampa Bay to win the division, 80 to 1. It's amazing. You talk about no love for the Devil Dogs, right? Toronto, which hasn't, you know, sniffed a, a playoff World Series appearance anytime soon, uh, is 17 to 1. They have an identical record. As the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, they're 17 to one. Tampa Bay is 80 to one. You want to put, you know, you want to put a little, there's seven back in the loss column. It would take some doing, no doubt, but not impossible. Not impossible. 80 to one ticket. You know, you get Tampa Bay to be three, four out with the final week or two left. Be a nice ticket to hold for a couple of shekels. It really would. I'm on uh, later on tonight, in-game live, football full circle. Lisey and Stevens coming up next right here on Sports Good Radio. Have a great Monday, everybody.